it's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass, Billy Gunn, together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation, and if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you, suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. All right. Hello, 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 hello. What's up, everybody? We're back for another episode. It's the Briscoe and Big Ace show. I'm Big Ace. Wes, what's up, man? I don't know. You know, just another bootleg uh, podcast, how we normally do it. No, uh bragging on social media none of that we just kind of go live we kind of just do our thing you know that's right trisha or trish was on there early saying hello to us so thanks for that yeah what's up everybody welcome as always if you're joining us thank you uh please share tell your friends that we're on and we're live right now get everybody in here we got some fun stuff we want to talk about uh obviously wes had a show so we'll talk about that we'll also kind of talk about your experience, which we've already kind of touched on, but I've now been to a wrestling show in the pandemic era as well. So we can talk a little bit about that and some other fun stuff. But yeah, man, it's uh, how's it going? Like, how how are you in, in the pandemic uh, days that are going on? Oh, hang on. I think. They're saying something's wrong with your mic. I don't know why. It says I can't. There you go. There he is. So you give Ace all the power, and he mutes his uh, best friend and uh, partner in crime, Mr. West uh, Don't do it again. Uh... <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man. So, how, again, how's it going, man? I mean, uh, we're what, what like this is like it feels like it's been like eight months but i feel like it's been like what four five six months this whole pandemic and new we're, five months. we're at five months do you know that five, five oh, man. months it, it feels like summer has been non-existent because of this you know what i mean uh yeah, everybody everything has been non-existent like there is no more nightlife there i feel bad for all the single people out there. Yeah, man, it's all it's all online now. Like you have to meet someone online. And like is it like are you tested? Do you have to be like okay, can I see your test results because if I don't know like even if it's online, you still got to see the people's test results because what happens if the person that you're talking to has covid? 
I'll tell you what, which, by the way, thank you again, everybody who's hopping on right now and joining us for another live Briscoe and Big Ace show. Real quick, subscribe to us on YouTube. A lot of cool things on there. So make sure you hit us up on YouTube. Uh, you know, Chris, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us as always. Uh, Chris is definitely a part of the Briscoe and Big Ace Army. So thanks for hanging out, man. And again, share it with everybody. Like us on all our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, make sure you get on there and again, share. Let people know we're live. Throw some comments on here. Say hello. If you have questions, let us know. If you want to add anything we're going to talk about, add it on there too as well. So, um, yeah, man. It's funny that you say that because, again, it, it, it is online. It really is like you got to meet people online. I'm a single guy. Uh, so, like, that's what I have to resort to. And it's funny because, actually, I just got a message from some girl I've been talking to online who said, like, hey, do you want to get together this weekend or next week sometime and actually meet? And I was like, hmm. I I don't know. Should should we? Like, is it? I don't. Like, I don't. I don't know because it is weird. You don't know someone that well. You're getting to know them. That's the whole thing of dating and getting to know someone and starting. Well, I mean, see, that's a good thing about your first date. Your first date, you usually sit apart. And unless you really want to, like, at the end, hug them, you're kind of good, I think. You know what I'm saying? So I think yeah. in that aspect, yeah, you know. But if you're, like, in that middle stage where you're like, oh, man, I think things are about to hit it off, you know. Like, do you want to be like, hey, man, by the way, uh, are you clean or are you really clean? <laughs> right, yeah, no. Right. You're like, well, how many boxes do I got to check off? I mean, right. boxes, you know, I mean, I just couldn't believe it. Right. Uh, Timmy, thanks for joining us. Uh, yeah. Like we were saying, we were just talking about dating life right now. What Wes is. Wes is taken. Wes is in a relationship. I'm uh, not dating. I am sold no, up. Yes. Yeah. You uh, are in a, a full committed relationship uh, with our lovely past guest, Red Velvet. Uh, what you yeah. got? We haven't talked about that either. I actually. After that episode, that next night, you guys had your show at Atomic, which we'll get into in just a minute here. And then after that, she had her show up here in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, and I went to it. Uh, so I've now actually met uh, Red Velvet, uh, your lovely lady. So that was fun, too. Yeah, look, she uh, she hooked me up, too, man. Uh, oh, serving it up. Yeah, so that's going in a frame on the wall of uh, of all my 8 by 10 someday when I have my fancy office studio. Oh, and, wow. uh, old apartment um but yeah man uh so it, it's weird though because like i said it, it got sprung on me like hey do you want to meet and it's like i don't know like how safe have you been you've been going yeah. out about because if you are i don't know if i want to meet like i've been not going out at all so like i know and that's like, is that a discussion you bring up before you right like I, I haven't answered back yet like i literally just saw this message like right before we went live Okay, well, then you're good because you can give it some time. You don't want to yeah, so be Uber Beaver and like be like, oh, to all the guys out there, if a girl texts you, don't respond right away. Let it simmer a little bit. Let it sink in. You know, let it seem like you're not just sitting there looking at your phone waiting for it to rain. Right. Although, uh, but that's what's weird though, because I like on there I was talking. We've been talking for a while, and it's nothing crazy. Not like all like like literally like once a day I'll check the app, and there's a message. I'll send another one the next day. There's one back. It hasn't been like super constant contact, but uh, yeah, I guess I didn't expect that. Be like, oh, we're gonna meet soon. I kind of thought like maybe we'd have like a phone call or like a video call, 
at first to like have an actual conversation. So weird that it's getting to the point of dating that that's how it is. Right. And but that's the podcast is gonna go down like someone's gonna listen to this podcast like years from now and go, really? Like that's the norm. And like to see it switch, to be able to be alive and say that I've seen social acting has completely almost gone away. There is yeah. no more going to bars. There is no more, hey man, let's let's go downtown for a little bit and go check out the bar scene and go see some live music and hop around and like because like where I live, my downtown area is very, very like beautiful yeah. and all the bars are all close together and you got all different scenes and I know everybody and I can just like walk into different bars and there's right. like music, there's any type of scene that you like. And now that whole scene, everything is just done. It's it gone. really is. It really is. And it's such a shame because we had a beautiful nightlife and mm. it just, oh man, it just, it's crazy to see it all go away. And like you said, you know, you know, you're meeting for a date. I mean, I guess, you know, you go out to dinner, the table's far enough apart, and you guys both wear masks, and I guess, you know, you. it's, it's so weird to me. I, I, I feel sorry for everyone that, like, I, Ace, man, I feel sorry for you, brother. <laughs> you know, I, I don't it's know. weird because it's not even, like, the person I'm talking to. It's more of just the places to go and, like, are they being safe? Are the people who are also going there being well, well, here's what you do. You go to like an Outback. You go to like a you know a nice franchise, a big franchise that you know that can't afford to not lose their ass. You right. Know? You go to like a Carabas or you know you go to somewhere. You don't go to you know Al's Buffet down the street. You know <laughs> the perfect first date, Al's Buffet. Whatever you want, wherever you are. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, it is crazy time, oh. man, but I, you know you're doing good. I'm doing good. We're getting through. Uh, so yeah, well, hopefully I'm everybody. Not doing so good. What's that? I actually, I'm not doing so good. Well, okay, yeah. So let's get into that. Personal well, life. Well. Personal life. You're doing good, but like we mentioned the last episode we had, right, right that next night, you had a big show, Atomic Wrestling, which another sold out show for Atomic down there in Cocoa Beach, which is awesome. And uh, big, big match. You were the main event. Your title was up for grabs against your buddy Shannon Moore, or former buddy. Uh, and then another friend or former friend, refereeing, uh, Garrett Bischoff. So uh, I think either, was it tonight? Is that coming out on YouTube? Well, it doesn't matter because whoever was there live already saw it. Yeah, it's already out and about, but I think the match will be on YouTube either tonight or, or no, it comes out I believe or Tuesday. Yeah, okay, you're right. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, it didn't go as planned. Did not go as planned. Uh, I'll let you elaborate. Well, the day started out great. You know, of course, I'm with my girl Red Velvet. She has a wonderful match. She goes over, you know, she wins her match. Everything's good. And, uh, of course, Garrett shows up. And, you know, it's all buddy-buddy. We're, you know, I'm t and we, we had a little talk before in the match. And I was like, hey, man, are you going to call it even? 
you're going to call it actually fair? Are you going to call it 50-50 down the middle? Or are you going to, uh, you know, have some leverage towards me or towards maybe someone else like Shannon Moore? And Garrett looked me dead in the eyes and said, no, I'll call the match 50-50. And I said, that's all I want. Because I can beat them no matter what. I don't need to cheat. I don't need Garrett's help. I don't need no one's help. And um, the funniest thing is Red Velvet, my girlfriend, she wanted to be at ringside because she was like, I don't trust Garrett. And I was like, babe, I got this. Trust me. You can trust Garrett. He's a good person. And um, we start rocking and rolling. We start having a good match. And uh, Garrett's being fair. Like, the first five minutes, I'm not going to lie, or the first minute, I got really mad at Shannon, so I scooped, double-legged him, mount him, and I started going to town with him for a redemption of what he did to me. And I'm going to town. I'm punching him in the face. I'm getting him. Garrett pulls me off, which, as a referee, that's the right thing you do. I shouldn't be mounting him, punching him in his face. Right. So then, you know, Garrett pulls me off. I said, okay. Turns around, Shannon Moore gets on me. Boom, 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 gets on the corner. He's doing the same thing, but I'm trapped in the corner. But luckily, as a good ref, Garrett pulls him away. So, okay, now I'm thinking, okay, it, it's fair. So we start having the match, and, you know, he's fair the whole entire match. There's not one time that he – is giving me any doubt that he's on my side or Shane Moore's side. It was Garrett was actually being a referee. Mm-hmm. And right at the end, I hit Shannon with my finish. Everyone knows my finish, the Briscoe bomb. It's like a death valley driver, but I turn in and I do a neck breaker. Everyone's seen me do it. Everyone knows that's my finish. And everyone knows that no one kicks out of my finish. Nobody kicks out of my finish. I grab his leg. I hook him. I hear one, two. And all I hear is the crowd start booing. And mentally, Everything kind of slows down. So I'm thinking, like, wait a second. What's going on? I hear the crowd booing and rushing counting three. What just happened? There is no Shannon to kick. He's out. He's out cold. He's done. And then I turn around and I look at Garrett, and he says his shoulder hurts. And when he said his shoulder hurts, I lost it. I didn't lay a finger on him. I didn't touch him, but I got in his face. And I got in his face and I yelled at him. And, you know, that's what any person, rational person would do. So then after I get done yelling at him, I'm like, okay, mentally, I got to think Shannon Moore's right over there. He's going to come out and hit me from behind and try to scoop me up and get the one, two, three, right? Right. So mentally, I got my eye on Shannon the whole time I'm yelling at Garrett because I, I know better. 
I've been in this scenario. I've seen this scenario play out a hundred times. So I turn around and I go up. So I'm like, okay, whatever, Garrett. As soon as I turn around, Garrett hooks me up. Reverse DDT. Lights out. Next thing I know, Shannon toning the belt. I'm blacked out in the middle of the ring. And everyone's booing. And I just lost the Florida Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, again, did not go as planned. That's some bullshit, by the way. Uh, Mr. Bischoff has got some payback coming to him. Uh, yeah, and from uh, I, I, unfortunately, I'm not in Florida, so I couldn't be there. Christopher, thank you for hanging out. Uh, the fans took it hard, rightfully so, as uh, the champ got screwed over. I've never seen so many kids cry. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of shed a tear because I've held that title for so long and I represented that company and I held that title with great honor and great to respect and to see the emotion in these little kids that's supported me and seen all the tough times that I've had and to see me overcome everything and to see it all get taken away, not because of something that I did, because something that some selfish person like Garrett Bischoff did. That's kind of hurtful. You know, like I, I don't want to break anybody's heart. I don't want to let nobody down. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's out of my control. So that's probably the biggest heartbreaker. Yeah, I, man. I have a match with Shannon Moore next month. And I'm making sure that Garrett Bischoff is not the referee. I'll tell you that right now. No kidding. Keep him out of the building that night. That's what uh, needs to be happening. Shout out to Zach. What's up, brother? Thanks for joining us. One of our shotgun wrestling Waterloo uh, Hall of Fame brethren right there. So that uh, that's going to be a big match. You're going to get that title back, though. I know it uh, against Shannon Moore. And again, Garrett Bischoff, you've got payback coming your way, brother. You ain't gonna be happy with what the. What, I, don't I don't think he's wrestling. Hmm? He's retired. Well, then he took the easy way out. Doesn't matter. We'll still get him. Watch your back, Garrett. Better hope I don't come to Florida soon. You don't yeah. want all this fat sitting on you. You know what? We don't. We don't hold. You know, revenge in our hearts. We let that stuff go. You know, actions. Hey, we're not going to stoop down to his level and become something like him because we strive to be someone better. And that's the whole reason why we do what we do. We're not going to follow anybody else's path and allow someone else to influence us into negative behavior or negative thoughts. So all we're going to do is think positive and move forward and work harder. That's right. Unless, like, I'm by his car or something. I'm rubbing my junk on his door handle. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to have a payback. You don't have to. But I can do it. You're my brother. I can get him for you. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, uh, but overall, minus that one thing, kudos again to Atomic for another great show. That very next night, though, the lovely Red Velvet made her way to my neck of the woods for Kickstart Your Heart Wrestling. How crazy is that? Not only did she not wrestle 
at the same night and whooped some ass. She got on the plane. I took her at four in the morning, got on an airplane, flew straight to Minneapolis the next morning. And I was the one that had to take her to the airport. And if I was tired, I know she was tired. Right. I yeah. went to bed. Actually, I, what? No, I went surfing. I went surfing. Yeah, you went surfing. I remember talking to you. Uh, yeah, and you and I talked because I talked to you uh, earlier in the day before I went up to the show. And then we talked again uh, after the show. Uh, we talked again right after her match, actually. I, I checked That's in with cool. you. Uh, but yeah, man. So that was a cool thing, though. It was cool to go up. First of all, it was the first wrestling show I've been to since before this pandemic. So it was it was it was interesting. I was I was very eager to see the safety measures taken, and I felt safe. Kickstart your heart did a great job. Uh, Dual City Brewery up in St. Paul did a great job. And dude, your girl killed it. By the way, by far the best match that was on that card. Uh, and to be honest, she's probably one of the top that. Uh, athletes that was in that ring that whole night uh and then on top of that could not be more gracious and kind to myself and my nephew uh when we saw her after the match so that was fun too um her match was fun though man i'll tell you what they got on in the crowd they were going at it it was good well, she came home with a busted up eye and all beat up even though she got what was it like she didn't lose the match it was like it was a double, double count out yeah my girl's a fighter, man. I'm telling you, my girl can whip some ass. For sure, man. She was cool, too, man, because I didn't get to see her before the match uh, or when the show started. And it was funny because they had a big rule about none of the fans are allowed to touch wrestlers. So, yeah. like, when you guys are coming down the entryway, they didn't want no high five and no nothing. And we were kind of standing by there. Uh, and nobody was doing any of that kind of stuff. But as soon as she came out for her match and saw me standing in right there, like she came right at me with that high five. And like, no I was way. She rules. <laughs> yeah. And I was just staring at the security guard. Like, yo man, she, she, I, I didn't go I for can't it. Leave her hanging, Cause Wes will kill me. I, know, I, I was like, dude, that's my friend. I can't. She dates my bro. So like, we're good. Like we know each other. I have to, uh, but you know, it was cool, man. It was awesome. It was a fun show. And again, they did your name. I feel like big A's. <laughs> right. Did uh, she yell your name or no? What's that? Did she yell your name like right when she like high fived you? No, no, no. She just saw me. Like we made eye contact. She was like, Yeah, because she and she was like working the crowd going to the ring. Uh, but no, it was fun, man. It was a lot of fun. It was cool. And it was just it was it was a crazy three days because again, Thursday we did our show with her as our guest. You guys had your show on Friday, and then she was up here, and I got to meet her on Saturday. So uh, that was a fun little weekend for all involved on the Briscoe and Big A show. Um, so. Give me your thoughts, and let me hear your opinions. How did it feel to get out of the house, and how did it feel? Like, I know you've been golfing and doing other things, but how did it feel to go to something like a live event, something like wrestling? How did – what – did anything change in your attitude? Did, did you feel anything different? What was your experience? Because as a worker, I, 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 my experience was like, I can't believe it. I'm so happy to work in front of a crowd. This is the best thing ever. But I would like to hear your point of view. Like, how did you feel about it? How were you felt safe? Did you enjoy it? Was, did you, were you happy to be back out? Would you please explain to me? On your end, what what was it like? What was your experience of you finally getting out and enjoying 
a pro wrestling show. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, it was great. And first of all, shout out to our boy. And he is right. Uh, you're going to knock out Shannon for more than a 10 count. That's definitely going to happen at that next show. So well, let's uh, get back to my great question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to your question. So I'll tell you, uh, first of all, being out, because again, I think the last time I did anything like this was to Chris Jericho Cruz. So being at a show already, the anticipation of knowing I was going was exciting. But again, I had that thought in the back of my head of how safe this is going to be. What kind of measures are they taking? Because you, they advertised they were taking safety measures, but you never know till you're there. So uh, it was great, man. Getting there, rolling up to the parking. I was outside in a parking lot. So that was cool. It was a perfect night. Not too hot, not too cold, no rain. Um, but again, like you said, Wes, I've been I've been in my apartment for the the bulk of what's been going on in the in the world lately, uh, with the few exceptions of uh, you know I went golfing twice. Yeah, you told me about the golfing, and but- and then I made the overnight trip to Iowa uh, to pay respects to uh, to our brother Zach. Other than that, I have not really left my apartment. Five months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was the first any sorts of entertainment I was going to, and I'll tell you what. It was an amazing time. I got there and I felt very safe. Everything was roped off, masks on, all that stuff. The the walking into the parking lot, dude. And just, oh, dude, seeing the ring, just seeing a wrestling ring ah. for the first time in, in, like you said, five or six months, it, it just gave me that warm feel inside of like, oh, I almost forgot what this was like. Uh, wow. Dude, it was great. It was so great to just see the ring and like I wanted to touch it. Like obviously they weren't going to let me do that, but yeah. I, I wanted to just grab it. You know, some of the shows we it go. Didn't, it didn't feel real, right? It didn't. It was like, man, I'm here. Like they're actually going to wrestle, and I'm going to be watching this in front of me. Um, and it it was funny because I laughed a little bit because it was outside and they wouldn't let us in right away, and it was like we see everything happening. Just let us in. Uh. What was interesting is I ran into this old man there, right? And yeah. the old guy was like, oh, man. And he was like, so what? There's no seats or anything? And I'm like, dude, we're in a pandemic. Like, they're not going to let you have benches so we can all sit next to each other. Like, social distancing. He's like, this guy starts telling me he ain't been to a show since, like, the late 70s. And it was AWA. Again, we're in the Twin Cities. So, you know, AWA home territory. And I was just like, wow. So not only are you coming to a wrestling show live that and you haven't in many many years and the products obviously obviously changed over the years compared to those awa days it's not the same and then he's doing it in a pandemic era and it was just it was entertaining to hear some of the things he was saying because it was just uh but also too uh he's totally one of those guys that like still buys into it a little bit so like you can hear him like by himself behind us during the matches and it was it was great man it was awesome to watch everybody enjoy it in their own way you know what I mean? Uh, and even seeing the wrestlers there, the crew, they were pumped. Everybody was excited. The brewery was excited. I, I met the owner of the brewery while we were there uh, watching one of the matches, and he was having a blast. Like, this guy was like, I would do this more. We're going to bring this stuff back. Uh, and it was great. And the crowd was great. No one was, like, getting on top of each other. No one was super close. Um, you had you had space to be distanced. And, and everybody was – that's the one thing. It wasn't a – big crowd but everybody was vocal wow. and that's how you know because you know if you go to indie shows on the regular when they're happening and we're in normal times some matches may be a little quieter than others and fans may be doing some other stuff and they yeah. kind of pay attention when they want where here you can tell like 
people needed the entertainment and every match was vocal uh and loud and it was fun did it give you did it give you that small chance of maybe we might get back to normal dude for the two and a half three hours that i was there watching the wrestling it definitely gave me the feel of like hopefully someday we're gonna get back to this we're gonna get back to where this is happening on the regular we're back to our normal shows we're back in iowa we're back to where i can fly down and be down there with you guys and go to the shows with atomic and everything else you got going at like it definitely gave me the feel of like so i always feel weird about this this is this is almost another topic in itself but we'll tie it in but i almost feel weird about this but I've been broadcasting, doing wrestling broadcasting because I consider I'm is it fair to consider myself a wrestling broadcaster? You're you're in the business, so yeah, I consider I consider you a pro in the aspect of broadcasting. Okay. So I'm I'm a very humble guy. You know this. I don't I don't brag about anything I have going on or anything accolades. I, I'm just a humble guy and you know me, I'm a fan first. So the fact that I'm further into this amazing industry that I've always been fascinated and had a love for is, is just, you know, the cherry on top for me. I'm just enjoying it. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it sometimes is, is hard for me to say, Hey, yeah, I'm actually involved in the industry in some sort of way. Uh, to be honest, me and you have done so many things that like, I should be like, these are resume things for me. And I just don't ever yeah, like me. Yeah, exactly. And I don't ever say, oh, I'm so-and-so, let me in for free or do this and this. You know, we're me and you are, are a different type of breed. We don't we don't look at our success and want to have people be like, oh, give us stuff. No, we want to right. be equal. Right. Uh, but being at that show for a little bit while I was there watching it and taking it all in, it, it made me, it gave me that feel of like the business, the things hopefully will get normal soon that we can get back to work and we can get back to doing what we do on the regular. And that's being around these shows and, and, and being around these talents uh, and being able to celebrate everybody that's in this business and 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 celebrate all the positive things because again it's been a rough year for everything everyone in the world 2020 we we literally last month we're all supposed to be together for one of the biggest wrestling hall of fames ever yeah yeah we're two weeks past uh the original weekend for this last year's hall of fame in waterloo iowa at the national wrestling hall of fame so i was right last month mm-hmm. uh, two weeks and four days whoops yeah no no, no. I, uh, I used my one up bomb you did you get one it's and okay. i didn't even think i was gonna use it oh. you get one what's up ryan thanks for hanging out with us aces and eights for life uh for sure uh someone wants to know if you went to impact trish no, no. the answer is no i don't even know what impact's got uh, i shouldn't say that no, i, I want you to tweet to aew and say that they need west briscoe to face cody yeah, everybody watching for sure. Get on Twitter. Supposedly they're listening. They let that small, small they, go. Yeah, they are. Let them know. Let Cody know. Tag Cody. Tag Tony. Tag the actual AEW and let them know that Wes Briscoe needs a shot of that TNT title. If they want to take themselves seriously, 
why wouldn't they do that? I mean, uh, it wouldn't, uh, it would only improve what they got going on. So maybe well, okay. it could be a little, little scaredy, the, the Briscoe, but who knows? Yeah. Well, let's go back to your experience and yeah. let's go back to the, so when you're sitting, obviously it seems like you got totally taken away during that two and a half hour show where you didn't think about any troubles, any worries, anything. It seemed like that you were able to kind of almost, let's say, kick off your shoes, sit in a sofa, and but yet be social and entertain and still have great wrestling in front of you and still have people around you laughing, joking, drinking mm-hmm. a beer, and kind of feeling so-called normal. Yeah, definitely, dude. In the the time that I was there, you know, watching some great wrestling, having a couple of really great locally brewed beers, man, I had I had no cares in the world. That's awesome. Not at all. And again, the crowd was really good. That nobody there made me be on edge of as far as like they were being unsafe, like or any nobody of that. So, warmed any of like oh, the beer, everybody. <laughs> See, that's the same with Atomic. Our crowd has been awesome. Where everybody's has respected each other's space mm-hmm. and distance and hasn't even when signing autographs everyone's kind of stayed away and yeah. kind of that there like which is awesome I'm glad everyone's practicing the safe stuff like i hear everyone talking bad don't wear masks everyone wear masks everyone be safe be as safe as possible i mean why not who cares why argue with anybody or say anything just go with the flow man like I know everyone's like, oh, the government's trying to change us or whatever. I mean, if it allows us to be able to go to wrestling shows and be able to have events, throw on a mask, guys. Let's 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 keep this going. Let's keep these shows going. Let's keep this momentum because I believe love and happiness will conquer all all the bad stuff. And I believe that if we keep pumping out good stuff and good vibes, that those good vibes we're gonna, you know, take yeah. over. Most definitely. And, and it's just needed at a time like this. Shout out to my boy, Mark. Yeah, we'll be there next year. It's going to be a big year. Yeah, the only confirmed guest, Mark, that we can tell you is uh, Trish Stratus has apparently been confirmed for next year since she was kind of being all there. All guests have been confirmed. Huh? My dad said all guests have been confirmed. Oh, nice. All right. So. And there'll be more. Yeah, and if you haven't seen already, uh, our good friend Troy Peterson uh, from IPW posted some pictures of the hotel, the famous Ramada Inn, although I think it's a different name now, uh, the famous uh, hotel, Waterloo Hotel. And I'll tell you what, it looks fancy now. So you guys don't have to worry about, I know you heard one of our previous podcasts about <laughs> the uh, swingers party that they had at that hotel. So you guys don't have to worry about sleeping in a dirty swingers bed this time because the hotel has got a full remodel. It sure has. Um, Trick has a question. She uh, wonders if you would consider MLW. I, you know, we've talked about you and uh, again, everybody, please. We're not joking when we say get on Twitter, tag Cody uh, Rhodes, Tony Khan, AEW, and let them know that West Briscoe deserves a shot at that TNT title on Dynamite. Uh, but we've never ever really talked about other places that you would be open to, or, or if you even want to talk about that, that's on you. So she's asking. It's on you if you want to answer that. Um, To be honest with you, I got some beef with Cody, and I kind of want to go to AEW, and I kind of want to 
shut Cody up, and I kind of want to show everybody what Wes Briscoe can do without being scripted or having anybody tell me what to do. Allow me to give 100% freedom in that ring. Mm-hmm. Do what Wes Briscoe does best. Boy, you better get your money and buy that ticket and watch that pay-per-view or click that like button. Right. Cody Rhodes comes. Bet. That and it's just, man, that's that's legacy. That's history right there. Those two names have been intertwined for many years before in this business. And it's right here. Hell yeah. Bring that up. Can we get that closer? Let's see it. Look at that. Look at that. There he is. And that and th- that's on my wall right next to my beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Come on now. That's right. Cody. Family, but when it comes to that four ring circle, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so everybody, make sure you're getting on Twitter and doing that. Uh, Trish has another question. She's wondering how, how your sweet dad is. How Papa Briscoe has been calling him and he needs to cut his sideburns. Yeah, I, I seen him post a picture today on Facebook comparing last year. Oh. I was like, yo, yo, Papa Briscoe's chilling right now. He he ain't. Uh, I haven't really- seen a barber <laughs> in seven months. Oh, man. That's crazy. You're uh, like, looking like Willie Nelson. Yeah, a little bit, man, a little bit. But it's good to see. Uh, good, always good to see Papa Briscoe doing stuff um, online. So let's. Uh, she brought up MLW. Let's get into some other stuff though, because uh, we had some other people say, say some aces and eight stuff earlier. I want to ask you something because I was reading this article before we went live today, right? Uh, it was an interview with Booker T. I don't remember who he was interviewing with, but he was talking about TNA and Dixie Carter. Uh, and you have to refresh my memory because I'm I'm pretty foggy back in those days. She was there running things when you were there, right? Hundred percent. Okay. So he was talking about how <laughs> it's basically the, the, the talk was about Dixie Carter and how she was very much enjoying her time as the boss of this of Impact. Uh and how more action figures than any of the guys did. Well, it wasn't more that, it was more of what are you getting pleasure before business. Are you saying hanky panky? Uh, we're saying we're saying that according to Booker T, he said she was hot to trot and that uh, maybe living out some of her mill fantasies back in the day. Well, I know she was married. I knew that too. Uh, I, I met her kids. They brought they brought them to the uh, couple of the shows. They were beautiful kids, nice and lovely. I didn't know if she was hitting the sloth trough or not. Yeah, he, for me, I. There was always rumors going around that mm-hmm. she, her and Magnus, her and AJ Styles. And, I heard her and Nash. Did you hear that rumor? Um, Possible. I mean, I don't see. She could probably do any type of dirty work as she want, quote unquote, allegedly. We're not, we're not defacing no one's character. We're saying allegedly. We're not saying she did or did not. No, no, this is this is what's on the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard she was kind of juicy for the boys, but she never approached me. Maybe I was just not juicy enough for her or her choosing, allegedly. 
Um, but um, I did heard things, and I there was things going around the locker room that there's a couple names being thrown out there that said that they've maybe uh, wrestled her in a four-way match or did some crazy things when the lights were out. Yeah. Well, he was kind of alluding to the fact that because of this and kind of, uh, I guess like she used to throw parties. Did you go to these things? Like, I guess sometimes after shows, she would just throw these parties for everybody. Uh, she threw, okay. The only party that I went to was one. It was the biggest one. It was the, the night that I beat Kurt Angle. Oh, okay. It was uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas. Was that lockdown? Lockdown, yes. It was pay-per-view. Uh, we, uh, a couple of my friends from Tampa, two of my friends came came up from Tampa, and uh, and we went, it was my friend and his son came up, and uh, of course they stayed with me. They were friends of mine since I was like high school, and you know they're my boys and. His son grew up watching me wrestle, so I was his number one fan. And, of course, he, you know, he loved wrestling, and he loved watching, of course, you know, his Uncle Wes out there wrestling. And, you know, he was always watched every show, had every action figure, was up to date with everything. And she was throwing an after party. And I usually never went to, like, the after parties or anything like that just because uh, just – you never want to be seen like partying it just with like the higher ups. It just, you, you know what I mean? It's like, I always felt like, okay, you can only have one drink and you got to be super just like, Oh, don't, you know, mess up because they're, all the eyes are watching you. You know, you got all the producers, you got the owner of the company, let alone sitting in there drinking champagne right next to you. Real quick, real quick pause before we continue just in that respect of what you just said, because I know you've been to these uh, post mania after parties that WWE does. Is it like that then too, for the talent there at their after uh, like one like nobody's really enjoying themselves. No, they Vince will let you enjoy yourself. But there's only a level of enjoyment that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't want someone to say, Hey, do you remember him last night doing that? Hey, hey. You're having a couple of drinks where you're like laughing and goofing around, but you can't have enough drinks where you're, hey, you remember what that guy did? You're peeing in the bushes on the in the corner of the room. That won't happen. You'll get thrown down on your face by security and drugged out. <laughs> you're not doing anything in a WWE party. I promise that it's hard enough to even get into that door, let alone if you get into that door, let alone what you're going to do. Right. I had to fight to get Wale into the after party. Oh, jeez. And Wale is a famous rapper. And I had to tell a WWE security, no, he's cool. Trust me. Let him in. Trust me. He's all good. Like, it's, like you want him in. And, and he had an entourage of security. And he goes, they can't come. <laughs> and Wale looked at them and was like, peace, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Wale came in. And, of course, you know, Wale knew a bunch of the boys, everyone. It was all good. But it took a lot to get Wale into that party. And that's a superstar, a big, huge rapper, let alone, you know, you got to think. They ain't just letting anybody in this party. You got to think that there's a 100 eyes. Everyone's looking. That's crazy. Yeah, and on top of that, Wale now does stuff for them. Best food in the world. Really? 
Oh my God. They have a buffet. So it's set up like buffet, not buffet, like um, catering. Um, so one side will be sushi. One side will be flaming yawn. Oh my God. See, there's my love, my wifey. Miss yeah. yeah. Big Red Velvet. Yeah, we talked earlier. I don't know if you were listening, but earlier we had a big discussion about you and your show and how much ass kicking you've been doing and all that good stuff. And to make sure you guys watch AEW because she's coming in hot and heavy and serving something up real nice. That's but right. Back to what we were talking about, which I totally lost myself now. Uh, you were talking about the food at the WWE. Food, okay, so there's sushi. They got a like flaming yawn table. They got you know a vegan table. They got you know every ice cream buffet, chocolate fountain, fondue dip. Um, four bars that are all open bars. So it kind of they kind of tempt you. There's they got four bars in there. Well, of course, I mean there's kind of a lot of people, but you're kind of tempting the boys when you got open bar and it's like no bottom shelf it's all top shelf right right it's the good shit yeah and it's it's i mean dessert tables i mean just food I'd be there i'd be in there with those ziploc gallon freezer bags just putting food in it and shove it into my coat like take it out to the room you eat so much there that you don't even want to see that food again <laughs> i bet i bet and like, uh, i always get a seat right next to my dad and right Bunch of old school wrestlers and sit there and watch all the young talent come up and go. They can Jerry Briscoe for everything, right? That's I mean, we see that at Waterloo too. Even like at the at the after everything's done in the hotel bar, when it's your dad and the rest of the old school guys and just everybody comes and shakes hands and hello, hello, sir, thank you. Um, yeah, which it's so funny because what five years ago six seven years i don't even remember like the first time i went to the hall of fame i was that guy doing that to your dad like hello mr briscoe it's good to meet you and then the last time we were there and then the last time we're there he has his arm around me being like you make sure west doesn't do anything crazy tonight okay me do something crazy we we sat in your hotel room all night chilly we didn't even i don't even even, like my crazy days are done with but it's, let's be honest, though, those first couple of years that we were like becoming real good friends and hanging out at the hall at the Hall of Fame, like we'd get a little crazy at night. Like there was, I, I, I think I may have some pictures of somebody wearing a sombrero on top of a table. Well, I had to take all the young wrestlers, and you did, and bring them into a room and tell them the business. And of course, there was a sombrero, <laughs> and yes, I was on top of a table, and yes, it was probably three a.m. But as a responsible adult, when we got the call saying we're being too loud in the hotel room, <laughs> I said, is there a space that we can be loud at? And they said, Mr. Briscoe, I would love to coordinate you to the perfect place where you and all of your guests can have fun and be as loud as you want. And I said, thank you very much. We'll be down in a second. <laughs> right, you're right, Ryan. What happens in the loo stays in the loo. So, well, I'm telling the story. So, we all come down. It's a nice group of young lads, old lads, and middle-aged lads. And the hotel lady was like, thank you for coming down. We've had a couple of complaints. And we have this conference room. 
you're more than welcome for you and your guests to go in there and have fun. So, of course, that's the green light to go have fun, let alone this is 3 a.m. in the morning. I'll tell you what, I had so much fun. I don't remember even being in the hotel room. I just remember we got put in that conference room. Well, why do you think <laughs> we got put in the conference room? Well, I remember that we had to, but like, I don't remember There's actually. There's a reason why in the conference room. <laughs> I guess it's, it's all foggy to me. I bet it was. I was, I was. I was pretty drunk that those were in my heavier drinking days too. Like I don't get down like that anymore, uh, dude. I barely even drink now. Uh, but we've had some really good times. That's for sure. Ruin the story. Uh, go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, now it doesn't. It's not as reactive. It's not as, the drama is done. Pulled away. Oh, God damn it! That's what it's fucked it all out. But. Basically, what basically happened is I got a sombrero, got on top of the table, and just tell the young boys that it's not about the flips, and it's not about trying to get people to clap for you. It's about telling a story. It's about actually getting people to want to chant your name. So when they go home, they go to their school and tell all their friends that so-and-so was the best wrestler, not because he did flips, but because he was a good person. He took the time to talk to me. That's what the whole moral story was, was I kind of had to tell all these guys that it's not about the flips you do in the ring. It's more about what you do outside the ring. And it's more about telling a story while you're in the ring and actually getting the crowd to chant your name mm-hmm. instead of clapping for moves. You never want someone to clap for moves. You want someone to chant your name. Right. Because if they clap for moves, they're going to forget you. But they chant your name, they're always going to remember your name. And chances are they're going to Google you, they're going to find you, they're going to follow you, and then you got a fan for life. Right. Yeah, I've always said this uh, about you, and that is that if you ever wanted to, you would be one of the top trainers in the industry if you decided you wanted to start training young talent. I was there that night. I do remember the speech you gave in that conference room. I've also been with you when you've given some speeches to other just, you know, rooms of talent before shows. Uh, I've been there in, with you at Atomic before when you gave the sh- uh, the speech before the beginning of the show. I've been there when you've just talked one-on-one or just to a few people who have come up to you, younger talent, asking for advice. And I mean, I've never seen you turn anybody away. I've never seen you say you're busy. I've never seen you do anything. You have always been there for any young talent who is looking for advice to better themselves in this industry. So that's, that's something that's a testament to you and the character about you. Um, look at this. Uh, Trish says she always chants your name. That's awesome. So that's, and it's awesome to be there and see you do that, man. It really is. Uh, I remember being at that atomic show a year ago and uh, watching you give that speech after I got yelled at to not have a camera in there and then you being like, it's cool. But then you giving that inspiration, uh, that inspirational speech you gave to that, 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 that locker room. Uh, and that's what those, that's what, that's what needs to be happening at shows. Uh, you need those people uh, to, to guide these young talents so they know, because again, this is the groundwork that's getting laid for the future of the business. Well, I mean, I tell everyone, even afterwards, they see me picking up trash. Mm-hmm. And they ask, they, they go, what are you doing, Wes? And I go, I'm cleaning up the locker room so we can come back here. And they're like, well, why are you doing it? I go, because none of you guys are picking up the trash. I lead by example. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to make sure this room gets clean because if it doesn't, it looks bad on us. 
Right. And everyone starts getting up and cleaning. But I shouldn't have to say these things, guys. Young wrestlers, clean up after yourself. That's the number one rule in WWE. You will get so hammered and ridiculed if you leave one bottle or a piece of tape. If you tape your tape off, I don't care how tired you are, you could throw it away. Yeah, definitely. You're picking up people's trash. And young wrestlers, you need to learn that that doesn't fly in Japan. That doesn't fly in Europe. That doesn't fly in WWE. That doesn't fly in AEW. That doesn't fly probably in Impact because it didn't fly when I was there. Um, I'm sure, I don't know how ROH does it, but I'm sure that's the same way. They don't put up with that stuff. And yeah. guys, I don't understand what's the big deal of throwing your water bottles away and picking up. And if you do see some trash, just pick it up. I mean, maybe it's because I'm a surfer and slash kind of like hippie where whenever I'm walking up and down the beach, I pick up trash just because I don't like to see our beaches dirty with trash. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just something about that. But guys, just pick up your trash, man. Lead by example. I mean, you guys want to be a superstar, but to be a superstar, you got to be a superstar deep down you got to lead by example you got to show people you know like come on clean up after yourself yeah definitely i mean it's a respect factor uh trish atomic has a youtube uh that they do weekly where you can watch youtube so check them out i think their next youtube next week is actually going to have uh wes and shannon's match uh for the last show so check it out yeah so make sure you do that yeah uh and like i said people saying yeah they never seen it. You're just a great guy. And again, it's just uh, it's a respect factor. That's the thing. Old school back in the day when we were kids watching wrestling uh, and you were around it because of your your dad and, and family. Uh, it was a very much respectful game. There it had to, you had to respect what everything and every place you were at and the people you were around and all that, especially young talent. You had to respect the people before you. And that's where that's losing in this younger age, because, again, just not even in the wrestling business, just in our current times, this younger generation, you could be better. I'll say it. You could be better. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do. Watch the matches. Mm-hmm. So, someone came up to me and goes, how do you get better, Wes? I go, do you watch all the matches? He's like, no. And I go, why? And he goes, um, I don't know. I even watch every match before me just because, A, I don't want to repeat the move that someone else does. Yep. And, B, I see what the crowd's reacting to, and I see if someone's the next person getting over. If you, I was always taught in WWE, they taught you to sit there and watch the monitor, watch yep. the main eventers. If you ever want to be main event, watch those guys, see what they do to become main eventers. Yeah, man. I mean, there's so much. You've seen it so many times with Cena where they cut to him and he's back or like documentary stuff where he's in the back and you just see him watching the monitors, watching the matches. Yeah. Ryan's wondering, are wrestlers taking many bookings right now that you are aware of? Seems like a lot of shows are starting to pop up again. They really are. It does seem like a lot of shows are pop. I'm bummed. I was going to a show tomorrow, actually AWF in Wisconsin. It's out of, out of the Minnesota, but it was going to be in Wisconsin, but they, they postponed it today. Uh, so I'm not going to a show tomorrow anymore. Kind of sad. <sighs> well, yes, people, I'm taking a bunch of bookings. I'm only booked here in Florida, and then I will be in the uh, Minneapolis area back yeah. uh, Big A's, and I believe December, 
I believe I will be over there. Hell yeah. Oh, I can't believe they're bringing me in there when it's snowing. Don't they? Oh, oh my God. I didn't even think of that. Do you know how much fun I'm going to have watching you freak out in like the two feet of snow we'll probably have then? Yeah, because I'm not going to have a snowboard. I'm just going to have wrestling gear, which is not it's feasible. I mean, if you want to go snowboarding, though, I can get you there while you're here. You got a hookup on the mountain? I mean, I just know where they are, and I know people that we can go with. I'll probably just chill because I don't ski or snow. Fat guy downhill, no. Uh, um, I might be down for that. Oh, we can make that happen, bro. There's there's a couple ski hills like really close to the metro area, like no more than a half hour drive from where you'd be staying. Actually, probably no more than twenty minutes from where you'd be staying. Um, well, then if you can line it up, I'll like have someone to come with me, like because. You know, I want to like do it by myself. Like, oh so. yeah, dude, I got a couple of homies up here that they would love to go, uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, dude, well, we're gonna video vlog the whole thing. Hell yeah, I'll make a nice video. Oh, we're from Canada. What up? What's up, Brian? Thanks for hanging out. Uh, uh, Brian's yeah. seen the worst snow in Canada. Canada has the worst snow. Oh, Canada, I bet. Canada has the coldest and worst snow I've ever seen, and it's like middle of summer. I'm like, what is going on here? Yeah, that's funny. I didn't even think of that because I mean, you talk about the differences in our weather so much that, oh, that's hilarious that they're bringing you here. I mean, to be honest, December is not our worst month. If you came in January, then I'd be like, oof. I'll probably be there in January. Too. Okay, well, <laughs> just I'll make sure that uh, you, we got some boots and some gloves for you and a hat. We'll, we'll get, we'll I, get I, you. I need booties. I need a scarf. I need, I need thermal underwear. I need all kinds of <laughs> We can hook you up. Uh, Trish says she looks like the marshmallow man. What's that? I'm going to look like the marshmallow man with the like, jacket where I came and moved my arms because they got like so many layers. Right. Uh, is there anything going on since I'm old school that would make me enjoy other feds rests? Uh, she wants, what do you think? What do you sub- uh, suggest to Trish? I obviously AEW and watch Red Velvet. AEW, watch Red Velvet. That's uh thing I can say other than watch Atomic and follow up on our social media and see what shows I'm doing. Other than that, I would say just I'll watch AEW and Red Velvet and watch Atomic Wrestling and watch us and see what we're doing because I can't that's my opinion. You can watch whatever you want to watch. I can't tell you what to watch or what not to watch, but if you want my opinion on what to watch, I'm going to say watch Red Velvet on AEW. I agree, Trish. Watch AEW and support Red Velvet. Um, I, you know, I, Impact's got some really great things going on. WWE has some really great things going on. Uh, you see it more than ever right now, and Brian says that uh, the the ice rain is the worst part, and I am on page with uh, Brian on that. I don't know what ice rain is. Dude, you don't want to know. Okay, so you hate like snow sucks and stuff and makes everything, you know, like the roads are crap and snow and stuff. But I'd almost take a snowy road as opposed to when we get our ice freezing ice rain, because then roads and highways literally turn into an ice rink. You can't walk or drive like people are just sliding. Uh, You'll see it up in the city sometimes. And with that, (laughs) you'll see like people pile up on the interstates. I'll be at the beach. Yeah, it's horrible. It sucks. It's the worst. Like, you're doing that stuff. When that happens and it's that bad, you just have to know you're not going anywhere that day. 
because you cannot drive on the roads. It's just ice, just a sheet like sheet of ice like that. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> so yeah, Ryan. Uh, yeah, if you weren't here a little bit earlier, we were talking about that. Please tweet at Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan, and AEW. Let them know. <laughs> What's it? And Wes, yeah, tag Wes, of course, and all this, but let them know. Let them know Wes needs a shot at that TNT title. Uh, we're going to get the movement going here. Um, what other yeah. news do we have to talk about? Well, we're getting close to that hour mark, so we don't want to get Let's throw in some news real quick. What I want to do is I want to I talk to you about the, the, the uh, interesting story that came out uh, concerning an old school wrestler. Uh, uh, what's your take on the Marty Jannetty thing? Um, apparently, if you if you don't know, earlier this week Marty Jannetty put a Facebook post out where he basically admitted to killing a guy <laughs> in his post. Uh, he was talking about being hurt, and he'll never let anybody hurt him ever again. And he used this story as an example. Apparently, he was a teenager buying weed at a bowling alley from a guy, and when they went around back, the guy tried to like pull some stuff, some sexual stuff on him. And supposedly Marty Jannetty took a brick and beat this guy to death and, and then dragged him into the river. Uh, <laughs> they're actually investigating this now uh, where this happened. They're actually opening an investigation on this to police. Um, Marty Jannetty has been known to be crazy. Uh, if you I've don't seen him physically get kicked out of the WWE hotel. Mm-hmm. And that same weekend I've seen him in the, giant water fountain of a hotel lobby drunk uh, walking around in the water in his clothes. Um, the guy's got stuff he probably needs to be working on, but uh, I just don't get who in their right mind would actually tweet something out that says, I made a man disappear and no one ever found him and think things coming of it. Drugs. <laughs> like what in the hell? Uh, he was so drunked up, which is sad that it's just not even. It's 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 a horrible thing, and it'll be interesting to see if they actually can do anything about it, or if they find. I think it's, I think it's all fake. It's him just trying to get attention, trying to have people listen to him, and the way he gets attention, as you can see it through the years of being an alcoholic, of causing scenes in hotels, of him causing scenes on social media, causing. Mm-hmm. It shows that he's at causing scenes at autograph signings and so forth. That's the reason why he wants attention and he's not getting none. So he goes, Hey, guess what? I'm probably all messed up on who knows what and wants to throw a tweet out there and say some stupid things and, you know, see what happens. I mean, it's just him begging for some bit of attention and it's the wrong attention. It's the wrong thing to say. It's the wrong thing to even bring up. It's just, I mean, Lord forbid. I mean, I know no kids following him, but man, what a great role model talking about going to go buy weed out in bowling alley. Like really like, come on now. Like half of that story, I just don't believe. And you know what? If it is true, then you know what? You're an idiot. You're a flat-out idiot. And you know what? I had respect for you when I used to watch your matches and I used to look up to you. But the first time I met you, you were so drunk mm. and couldn't even 
couldn't even say your name right. Ever since then, I lost respect. And then you wrestled my buddy Jesse Swanson a couple months later, and you're the same way, drunk, and you hurt him. So, yeah. you know what, Marty? Horrible. You got what's coming to you. You know? Dude, and it's always sad when you. Yeah, and it's sad to uh, it's sad to have respect for somebody, and then when you meet them, it's a letdown. I had the same thing happen. Uh, and, and again, this is my personal experience, so I other people may have had great experiences. So don't don't why well, I don't want anybody being like he's a horrible person just because of my no. yeah. But because of my experience, I don't respect that person. That was the honky talk man. I had a very bad uh, experience meeting him. Uh, to, to the point he actually got kicked off the show. He didn't even work that night. Like the promoter ended up telling him to just leave because uh, he pulled a couple different things uh, on on me and, and some other people that day. Uh, and it was just like, man, I grew up watching you. Like I idolized all of you guys in the 80s and 90s and you're yelling at me and you don't know me. Like, dude, calm down. Um, it was just, it's just weird, but uh, and uh, I think a cool way to end this would be um, our little last bit of fantasy booking that we sometimes do. And it seems like we've been pretty right. And that is uh, this whole Pat McAfee situation with Adam Cole on NXT. Right. So many people were, is it real? Is it a work? Is it not? Is it, is it storyline? Is this leading to a match? What is happening? And I will give both men very much credit that it, it, it was hard to tell. It could have went either way. They both did, did not a- get past Briscoe and Big Ace, though. They did not because we both said this is going to just lead to a Pat McAfee match with Adam Cole. That has to. Uh, I, think- I don't even know if we talked about that on the show. That might have just been a phone call you and no, I. We did talk about it on the show. Hmm. We did talk about it on the show. I believe our our um, what did you call it? What was the word that you use? Lose it, fancy book. Well, we've oh, been right on pretty much all of our predictions except for two. And we've made a lot of predictions, and we've only failed on two of them. That's pretty good. Throughout, what's this, two years now of doing the show almost? Yeah, yeah, we've reached our two-year anniversary. And we've only missed one, two. We've missed two uh, predictions. Yeah. And we don't do a lot of two predictions. So, guys, you want your facts and really want to know the true news? Holla at your boys, right? So, tune in on the VOC. You can listen to the audio version, or you can go on YouTube and check us out live on YouTube and actually see us and you know, also hear us. But you get to see more of the visual action. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and all the other social medias, Instagram, and please send in your questions. We always try to answer as long as they're PG and go to the subject that we are talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and we appreciate everybody tonight who's been hanging out with us. Trish, thank you. Uh, we can't always get everything up uh, on the screen to show. Uh, I do know, Trish, you're wondering about Red Velvet. Yes, she's very nice. Uh, that's why uh, her and Wes are together because great people get together. Forever and ever. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and Mark, yeah, I did check my messenger. We actually talked about that picture probably before you hopped on the show tonight. Uh, someone sent me a picture, the Facebook picture of your dad, uh, from last year to this year onto my phone. So, uh, thank you for that. But yeah, man, uh, what I really enjoyed though is how good Pat McAfee looked. I know you're a fan. I'm a fan, but how good he looked on NXT, uh, carrying on this whole thing. 
Um, the punt that they set him up to do on Adam Cole was freaking amazing, man. It literally, like, he punted Adam Cole's head off like it was an NFL football. It was. Yeah, but, but the sad thing is, is that Pat McAfee is not going to be able to do it long term. It's not, it's, it's going to be a couple spot shows here and there because he signed such a big deal with YouTube and, um, Oh, he just signed a huge deal with this uh, sport. Yeah, FanDuel. FanDuel. Yes, yeah, so he signed a huge deal with that. So, you know, it's going to be just part-time, which kind of sucks because he has the attitude, which he would be a great WWE superstar because yeah. he loves it. He enjoys it. He has a great promo. He can talk really well. He's a big dude, and he enjoys pro wrestling. But, you know, the sad thing is we're only going to be able to see bits and pieces of them, and that's the reality of the beast. Yeah, it really is, but I'm going to enjoy it. So NXT TakeOver 30 in two weeks. It'll be Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee making his debut in the ring. So that'll be a lot of fun. I think that's a good way to end the show, and we're going to end on a good note on Pat McAfee and yeah, All definitely. Stuff and uh, stay tuned because I believe not this Thursday, but the Thursday after that, we're going to have a couple big guests coming up on the show. So look forward to it. We're also going to have some people from South Africa coming yeah. as a guest in the next, um, probably the fourth show we're going to do. Um, we'll keep you guys posted on that. So guys, stay tuned. We got a bunch of stuff going. Big Ace. You know, of course, check out his show every Tuesday that he does with the comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Two Count uh, on YouTube. Every Tuesday night, we go live at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, we get check out that. He gets nerdy and does his thing. But also make sure, please share our show. I know we don't really give too much announcements and times of when we're going to plug it and when we're going to do it. But if you just hit that notifications button you'll it'll instantly when we go live you'll hear us into just share it tell your friends about us you know you guys don't have to you don't want to i don't care whatever but if you want to see our show grow and you want to see us keep doing what we do please just share it like it and you know tell the world what's up yeah let everybody know what we got going on like trish you asked about me doing announcing maybe if people or people see our show maybe that'll be a road that leads to me doing something like that uh i would always be open to it uh but yeah again twitch periscope youtube facebook instagram twitter we are on all of it so find us follow us subscribe notifications like us leave reviews share it with everybody and again the biggest thing that we could ask is get on those twitters and, and social media you let uh cody Rhodes, tony khan aw know that the next person that needs a shot at the open challenge is Mr. Wes Briscoe. So let them all know. Again, we got another show coming soon with some really cool guests coming soon as well that Wes and I have been talking about. So yeah, lots of exciting stuff coming your way on the Briscoe and Big Gay show. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. We're getting through. That's what we do. Every week we get through and hopefully closer to the end of all the madness. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, on our next episode. All right, everybody. Enjoy. Love, happiness. We're going to get through it, guys. Keep on trucking. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out 
in the room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.